Welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Job Talk, the podcast with practical advice for mid-career professionals. Hey, Liz. Hey, Kat. So, Kat, let's talk about a very near and dear topic to our hearts. What do you do if your company gets acquired? So we had a so listener write in and say, what do I do? My goodness. And it's, you know, the days of M&A. There are acquisitions and divestitures and all these kinds of things. And people are like, uh, I now don't work for where I thought I worked for. And that, or I don't work for the place I worked for yesterday. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we have thoughts. Shocking, really, that we have <laughs> thoughts. A few. But just a few. But we have thoughts on what you can do to kind of get through it. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of it may, you know, if you're a longtime listener, <laughs> you may notice that there are some themes, but these, you know, we repeat these themes because these are key themes that you want to focus on in your career. They're kind so, of good professionalism themes, if you Yes. Know. Yes. So Liz, what, what do you think someone should do first? You find out, oh my, you know, you find out your company is being acquired by another company. Yeah. Let's talk more about that. Yep. I think people who having, having your company acquired is quite different than working for the company that acquires other companies. A hundred percent. Because the company that acquires other companies, there may not be that many changes to the employees current, you know, on staff. Yeah. And we want to talk today about what to do if you get acquired versus the other way around, because it's mm-hmm. it's a very different thing. And so what do you do that day? Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have an, oh my gosh, everything's different moment. And mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I'll speak for myself how I would feel, very out mm-hmm. of control, very anxious, what's, what's to come? What's going to happen to my job? It's yep. scary. What's going to happen to me? There's a lot of feelings. And what do we always say when you feel out of control and anxious and don't know what to do? You take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So number one is know that you're going to get flooded Mm -hmm. with all the feelings and they're going to change. And you're going to read one article and then you're going to read another article and then you're going to read the announcement from the company and there's going to be a lot of feelings. And those feelings are probably going to get compounded by other, you know, other employees who are talking to you as well. You know, the best thing you can do is, you know, know that all that's going to happen, maybe create a little bit of emotional space for it, meaning just allow it and continue to breathe. Yes. Right. You want to, you know, keep yourself grounded. If you have a mindfulness practice, really good time to practice it. Yeah. If you don't have a mindfulness practice, that's okay. You can breathe and you are breathing already. So yes, feel your feet. Take a few breaths. Yes. Go for a walk. Right. Um, You know, if, if this news is uh, very disturbing for you, it's a perfect idea to go take five and, and go and find your equilibrium outside of the office. If you're in the office. That said, if you're a manager, you got to put that to the side and lead your people. Absolutely. And so you got, you still have time for the breath. You always have time for a few deep breaths, but as an individual contributor, it's one thing. As a leader of others, you have an obligation to your team and to your company, really, to kind of keep the calm. And so you may be freaking on the inside, but you are chilling like a villain on the outside. And that is 
critical in a leadership role because honestly, and you can say to your people, I'm figuring it out too. We're in it together. Mm-hmm. But you want to keep your people calm until you know, and you want to share with them as you learn what you can share. And you, you, your job at the very beginning, as I would say, and this is for all people, but especially as a leader, is to learn what you need to learn and fast. Absolutely. And ho- if it's a good acquisition, there should be talking points and there should be information given to you to help you lead your people. But as a leader of people, it, to say lean into your feelings and feel them all at once and let them all out, that's not what we're saying. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Now, Kat, for someone who's an individual contributor, so let's focus on those people for a minute. We understand that as leaders, you have different obligations to your team. But we said, first thing, feel your feet, take a breath. Whew. What is that like day one shock day? What are some things that people can do? Well, you can stay focused on your current job, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you have a role, there are probably things that you should be doing that day. So, mm-hmm. so make sure that you're taking care of your business, but also try to lay low. I mean, it's, it's going to be really tempting to go jump into that water cooler conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would recommend, I mean, you're going to have a chat with your close people, but of course, you know, we, we would recommend laying as low as possible. And this is a period of change. And here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Being able to adapt to change is one of the best skills that, yes. you, that you can have in your career. And I would venture to say in your life as well, because life is changing so fast and it's our ability to navigate that change Mm -hmm. that helps us to be resilient. And why not go through it resiliently, at least to have that mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And I love what you said about the water cooler conversation. It's like the conversation or the negative Nelly conversation, try to stay out of it. Because Mm -hmm. you don't want it to bite you in the bottom. Mm -hmm. And you have no idea what's going to happen. And something I learned years ago where there, I was at a company, there were acquisition rumors every other minute. And I'm like, huh, I cannot control this. So I am not going to give it any time or attention because it's wasted time. Yeah, absolutely. Focus on what you can control. And what you can control is your performance, Mm -hmm. your attitude. Mm -hmm. Your willingness to lean in and help with stuff, your adaptability, Mm -hmm. you can control all of those things. You can be the person who says to your boss, hey, what changes can I help implement? Or what what do we need to do? Or how is this going to affect our group or our work or our process? Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, as Kat said, day of or week of, yeah, maybe you don't have to work on that six-month project that's been slogging along, but the daily to-dos have to get done. Yeah. So be that reliable person who gets the stuff done while, you know, Johnny's off running around like a chicken with his head cut off. You be the reliable one who gets it done and make sure that the team still delivers even with in the midst of change. No, and and having that kind of calm, cool, and collected demeanor, at least externally, mm-hmm. is going to uh, is going to make you appear to be adaptable to change. You and perceptions it. are important here. So keep as chill as you can and do your job. If you notice opportunities, 
start, start looking for opportunities, you know, and that, that may not happen initially. It might, it might take a little while before the, the acquisition is complete and, and you have more information, but, you know, if you notice that there is something that would be helpful in this acquisition process, Mm -hmm. bring that idea to your boss. Say, look, I I see we've got this challenge and I have this idea about how we can fix it. Mm -hmm. Again, not new, but the people that consistently see change as opportunity Mm -hmm. are going to, uh, are going to thrive more than someone who sees change as a scary thing that they want to just go and crawl under a rock and not navigate. Totally. Another thing you need to know and understand, and this may come out over that first month or so, you need to know what this means for you personally. Meaning, is there a clause where you get a bonus if you stay? Is there, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of, uh, we, we folks in the trade call them golden handcuffs. Mm-hmm. What golden handcuffs are on you? Is there, some, does something happen to your equity? Does something happen to your pay? Like what? You have to understand what your situation, does something happen to your benefits? Like, so I think there's a few things that you need to do. You learn what happens to you. You learn how long they definitely want you to stay. And you look around and you assess the new place. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you want to take stock of, Mm -hmm. of the situation that you're, that you're coming out of yeah, and then assess what is this newest situation and where might I be able to provide value? Absolutely. And it, am I, it was I the one or two people who did this in my old company, but now there's a group of 20 mm-hmm. that might be a little bit riskier to your job mm-hmm. than, Oh no, I am the only person they acquired yeah. us for this skill set that I have. Like I'm, mm-hmm. then you're probably okay. No guarantees, of course. So assess where you fit in, in the new org and what overlapping skills that there may or may not be. And while you're doing all of that at work and assessing the situation and making yourself um, useful, mm-hmm. you also probably want to update your resume just Ooh, in case, yeah. because there may be, you know, there may be some redundancies there. There are often some layoffs that happen once, once an acquisition acquisition happens. Mm-hmm. So you want to, just protect yourself. And it's actually not a bad idea to have an updated resume. It's a good idea to have an updated resume always. So yes, assess. The other thing to assess of the new place is the culture. Like how did they announce the acquisition? How are they welcoming you in? What are they doing to make you feel at ease or not? So you were at one company, You assu- let's assume you joined them because you really like their culture and everything else and they checked all the boxes on your must-have list. What about this new company? Is this a place? And don't just judge a book by its cover. You've heard, oh, I heard it's a terrible place. Hold mm-hmm. on, Harry. Wait a sec. See what it's like for you. Or maybe your group is going to be so insulated that not much changes. So wait and see. Are they all of a sudden asking you to come to the office? Are they all of a sudden asking for you to work funky hours? See what the new gig is like and then decide. And while you're doing that, you want to be assessing company culture. What for sure? What, what are the aspects of this company culture? What what are the values? Mm-hmm. Are they aligned with your values? Yeah. Right. Because you want to make sure that you're in a good, you know, it's a good fit for you. 
So that's important to assess too, because, you know, in some cases it's going to make sense to stay. And in other cases, it may make sense to find a better fit. Yeah. And by, you know, by being aware and asking questions and making yourself kind of, um, you know, making yourself be a calm force in something that's, that's kind of very, you know, can be very chaotic. Yeah. Uh, that's going to help you to assess, you know, if, you, if you're calm, you're going to be able to assess the situation better. For sure. But look at how they welcomed your new company in, mm-hmm. right? Like you mm-hmm. learn a lot about a place's culture with how they do an acquisition, Yes. How they treat the people coming in, how they reward the people coming in, how they talk to how the they, people coming in. How they in. share information, right? Yeah. What, what the, do they tell you this is what to expect? Because some companies do it really, really well. Oh, yeah. You know, and other companies, maybe not so well, but um, pay attention to how you're being communicated with. Pay attention to, to your manager, right? Pay attention to your upline and see how they're navigating. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure, and and see who the decision makers are, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, it's kind of be a really observant person um, to see how things are going. But very often in an acquisition, not much changes for you in the short term, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. except for the angst. And right. so, if you can control the angst, not much is going to change in the very short term, most likely. Mm-hmm. You know, in that that first period, it's a really good time to assess your skills and know if you have any gaps. Yep. And, you know, if at all possible to get some training to assess those gaps. And, you know, depending on the depending on the company culture and the company that you're moving into, they, that may be something that co- the company will pick up mm-hmm. just by you expressing that you want to be trained in this. Yep. You know, you're going to have to read the room. And if the company isn't generous that way, it might be worth it to spend a little bit of your own money to, to, you know, to assess that gap. Yep. And, and that'll make you stronger at, you know, mm-hmm. if you do end up doing an external job search. Well, and if you think you might be on the market, you have to, you're the driver, you're the owner of your career and yep. all the things you need to do what you have to do to make yourself as marketable as possible. So if, whether that's something the company will provide or you have to provide, make sure that you're a great candidate if mm-hmm. you have to go to the market. But the net net of this, Kathleen, if you could like sum it up, you wake up tomorrow morning for an email that you were at company A and now you're part of big company B. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Give yourself room to have your initial emotional response. Yes. In private. And try not to do that in the office. Stay positive. Mm-hmm. Remember that you cannot control what you can't control, but there's so much that you can control and focus on that. So keep doing your job well. Assess any any gaps in your skills and, and try to get some training and really pay attention. Pay attention to, to what is being communicated and find the opportunities in the current in the current company. Like it could be a really good time to make a lateral move within the company. Mm-hmm. Especially if you may be in a group that, you know, there may be 20 other people. Um, you know, that might be that might be a good time to find a, a role that is more specific and um 
more unique. Yep. But know what your the deal is for you because maybe you have to stay where you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. just know you're going, you're, you are the owner of your career. You're the one that's in control. So you need to know everything you need to know about your mm-hmm. situation. It is not up to company B, your manager, to explain every nuance of your situation to you. Now, when you ask a question, they have to answer it. Yes. A hundred percent. But you've got to figure out what does this all mean for me? Mm-hmm. This would be a really good time to have conversations with the people on your board of advisors, on your personal board of advisors, because yeah. they can they can they can guide you and they might be able to connect you with uh, other opportunities as well. Mm-hmm. But give it a chance. So give it a chance. See what's what it's like. Yeah, try to be open-minded and flexible. Mm-hmm. And be adaptable and astute, right? F- figure out what you need to figure out and try to stay underneath the the chatter if you can. If you can, do it. Uh, and so you and so that you can be the one driving your decisions. But if you get acquired, deep breath, good luck, and I promise you, you'll figure it out. And if you have any specific questions, you can always reach out to us at realjobtalk at gmail.com. Until next time. Until next time. Thanks for listening. This is Real Job Talk, the podcast with practical advice for mid-career professionals. Our website with all Real Job Talk related information is realjobtalk.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topics you'd like to talk about, and Real Job Talk stories. And you may find them featured on a future episode. Use the website or email us at realjobtalk at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Job Talk. And on Facebook and Instagram at Real Job Talk Show. My name is Kathleen Nelson Troyer. You can find me on Twitter at Daily Cat. And on LinkedIn, I'm Kathleen Nelson Troyer. And I'm Liz Bronson. On Twitter, I'm Liz B. Consult. And on LinkedIn, I'm Liz Bronson. Real Job Talk is produced by John Mark Troyer. Our graphic artists are Lexi and Zachary Bronson. And thanks for joining us. Until next time.